Welcome back to Page 8. Today we are joined by one of our sports writers, Tyler Rayleigh. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Jack. Thank you for having me on today. You know, uh, you're in the band. You know, you had a nice little bye week yourself, like Auburn football did. How was the weekend? It was very peaceful. I'd say it's uh, it was nice to have some rest on the week off, not having to, uh, any stress really to to go through. I guess many Auburn fans can relate to that going through stress and losing ten years off their life. But it was it was just nice. It, it was nice to be able to go home and rest and watch some good college football. Yeah, it's definitely nice to chill out this weekend and get some good because we saw some good games this weekend. Uh, but besides college football, though, Auburn volleyball right now. I mean, just they beat Florida this week and sweeped them, and then they finished off the weekend against uh, South Carolina three two. I mean, yeah, I mean Auburn Auburn volleyball right now is on a high, and I think this has been really key for them. We we saw that last year they made their run to the NCAA tournament, upset Creighton at their place, and now they're coming into the season where they're just carrying that momentum with them, and I think. Right now in SEC play, they've struggled. They've been in some back and forth battles, but to go on the road and beat Florida like mm-hmm. they did, they they swept them 3-0. It's their first ever win in Gainesville, and it. I mean, to a top ten win like that, that's huge yeah. for the program. And then to go on again, go on the road, battle against South Carolina. I think on one day rest for them, mm-hmm. that that's unreal. I mean, as compared to South Carolina, who I believe had somewhat of a six-day span between their yeah. games that that's just it, it says a lot about the grit and determination of this team and coach crouch yeah i mean as you said yeah the coming off last year the the momentum they had built up and then you know it's a young team there's not there are very few seniors on that roster and stuff if i remember correctly and now they've improved to 14 to 3 they got tennessee this friday and then and then I think this is the 28th is they'll play Missouri, and that's on the SEC Network. But, yeah, it's uh, looking good for volleyball right now here on the Plains. You know, so, like, a lot of excitement for that. I do encourage students to go out and go support the teams. Uh, but then another team that is now returning, as we mentioned earlier, Auburn football coming off the bye week. Tyler, what is the biggest thing you expect to see improved coming out of this bye week? You know, I think the key for – all, all of what Auburn fans are wanting is a better quarterback play. We've we've seen a lot of inconsistency from Peyton Thorne and Robbie Ashford. Obviously, Hugh is Coach Freeze is trying to ma- make a statement and divvy up the game plan, keep the keep the opposing defense on their toes. We need to see better quarterback play if you're wanting to see an improved offense from Auburn. And I think the rest coming out of the bye week, you you just played against a very physical Georgia team right before whose defensive line is unmatched across the SEC. This Auburn offense has to get going in -hmm. order to beat LSU. And I expect it to be a little bit improved. I expect that close loss against Georgia to have given them some momentum. And I believe that this offense will be a little bit improved and we're going to see some strides taken out of Coach Freeze, especially considering the magnitude of this matchup going into Baton Rouge at night. Yeah, for sure. Like with the offense, I think well, what I think is going to be improved is just the play calling of like how we utilize our players instead of being like, hey, 
Thorne, let's throw the ball this many times. You know, now it's going to be like, hey, Thorne's throwing the ball ten times a game. Exactly, <laughs> and I, I think I think one thing we really haven't seen a whole lot of the I mean the deep balls have been very inconsistent mm-hmm. as well and really it's been a mix of is Thorne going to be accurate when he throws it or are the receivers going to not be able to hold on to the ball mm-hmm. we saw a lot of that in the Georgia yeah game. there was a good bit of drops that uh could have been made I remember during the warm-ups there was drops in like just the practice yeah and I was it, like that's it's not a good sign I mean the you when you have somewhat I'm not saying all of those passes mm-hmm. were wide open but when you have, I guess, almost you're you're somewhere in the range of mm-hmm. six six out of your not out of those nine passes that were incomplete from Thorn were, I mean, they were in the receiver hands. They were just dropped. Yeah, and you've got to have those balls. I mean, some some there were there were some moments. I mean, Jarquez Hunter not catching the ball off the screen in the fourth quarter. Jay Fair not catching the ball on third down that would have helped make things interesting. There there were just multiple moments that I think Auburn could have capitalized on, but that they need to be able to capitalize on this week against LSU in order to pull out a win in Baton Rouge. For sure. Uh, I think one of the big things, though, is the defense getting to the quarterback because Jaden Daniels could possibly – for us to stay in the game, we have to contain him. We have to get to him. We have to get sacks because – we made Carson Beck, <laughs> yeah, look, look like Jaden Daniels running around out there. Just. Yeah, uh, it, here's the thing, and I and Hugh Freeze said this um, recently in in his last press conference that you can't exactly stop Jaden Daniels. Mm-hmm. You have to just limit their scoring opportunities. LSU has way too many weapons around them to quote unquote stop them. You are going to have to play good defense, contain him in the pocket because we saw last week against. If you if you watch the LSU versus Missouri game last week, Jaden Daniels, anytime there was a hole in the front four, mm-hmm. he was running through it yeah. and he was escaping for big game big big gains. And you cannot allow this LSU offense to do that with a with as an explosive runner as Daniels is. I mean, he's just going to hurt you really badly. You're not gonna be able to gain any momentum on the defensive side if you cannot contain them. You and like Hugh said, you've got to hold this LSU offense to three points at most per drive. Yeah. If you if you allow them to score touchdowns, they're gonna run up the score fast and you're it's not gonna you're not gonna like it. That's for sure. Yeah, it's that's that's kinda my big concern going into this weekend. Um with LSU is just just that containing of Jaden Daniels. So other than that, I think it's good for you know our secondary's been beat up. Hopefully, we can get some people back in time for the game. I don't know if anyone's returning yet at the moment. Yeah, but. I mean there was there were some there are some long term injuries that are mm-hmm. still going on. Keontae Scott and Austin Keys are both still out for a pretty significant yeah. time. But our defense has held well. Um, I, I was looking at many statistics over the weekend just trying to find weaknesses that we uh, that we can exploit and strengths that we can use in order to beat LSU and really Auburn Auburn's doing well on the defensive front Mm -hmm. they forced 10 turnovers already this season through the first five games it's good enough for 16th nationally second in the SEC only behind Arkansas and you have a playmaker like Jalen Simpson 
who is who's already gathered up four interceptions this season. That's tied for first in the country, by the way. Um, Donovan Kaufman, a hard-hitting safety. He's four, He's had two forced fumbles. That's tying him for eighth in the country. Look out because this secondary can do some damage on them. And, and if, if we find Jalen Simpson getting an interception throughout this game, don't be shocked because, I mean, it, it's just been the norm for him. And he is building himself up to be a really star player this season for, for Auburn's defense. Yeah, I think – with Auburn's defense, like they're they're good, you know. We've seen like what they can do, but then I don't know. I'm still having nightmares of Brock Bowers wide open. Mm. That's when I when I think of Auburn's you know secondary stuff. Like I think I think overall they did good in that game. Yeah, but it's just it's Brock Bowers. He the I mean he was wide open some of those plays. Yeah, you, you just, cannot help that Brock Bowers you know. is an absolute freak of nature, and mm. I think uh, what what also really helped him to get open was Jalen Simpson was indeed injured during that fourth quarter. Um, it left a lot of holes open. It, Auburn's defense was really hurt when Simpson went out with the injury, and that helped Bowers to find the holes in Auburn's defense. And we saw middle of that fourth quarter, he broke off that run and scored a touchdown for Georgia to effectively win the game. Brought the, you've, you've got to limit LSU's receivers there I mean mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's equally as explosive but LSU's got wide receiver by the name of Malik Neighbors I'm sure a lot of people who were who were watching this game last year the, this Auburn game LSU game last year are familiar with him and Malik Neighbors can break out some runs he can beat your defense with with speed and power you've got to find a way to bracket him up and keep him closed like we like Auburn did for Brock Bowers in those first three quarters of the game. You got to find a way to close him up, defend him, and you you cannot not allow him to get in space. For sure, for sure. I well, I mean, we'll definitely see come this Saturday. But going back to this previous Saturday, what are some of the games of the SEC you've kind of been like, oh, this team's this? Like, how do you like, or this team is? Not what I thought it was, or like, oh, this team's woken up. Yeah, I think, I think, I mean, I think the hot topic really was was Georgia going to mm-hmm. be explosive against Kentucky this weekend, and they proved it. Albeit, they uh, it was at it was in Sanford Stadium. It was in Athens. That's no. a way different environment than what you're going to get in Jordan Hare on the road. Yeah, Carson Beck and Brock Bowers <laughs> and. Um, Rosemary Jack Saint, they all proved that Georgia's offense is still explosive. And Georgia can still be seen as the number one team. They wanted to fight off all the doubters. And at the end of the day, really all Kirby Smart cares about is whether they're ranked number one at the end of the season. He doesn't care what the doubters say. Uh, Georgia proved to be explosive. They beat down a Kentucky team like they were supposed to, 51-13. to Another team that I thought looked mightily impressive is a, is a team that Auburn plays following LSU. It's Ole Miss. Ole Miss versus Arkansas, a game that I never seems to disappoint, <laughs> at least in the past few years. I mean, Arkansas nearly came back and won that game. Let's not, let's not forget about that. And Jackson Dart is a quarterback that, like Jaden Daniels, can hurt you. 
he can just hurt you on the ground. He can hurt you in the air, and he's improved over the years. We saw in last year's matchup, he and Quinchon Judkins, Ole Miss's star running back, they just they went combined and they 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 combined forces and they went and gashed Auburn's defense the whole entire time. I am a little that makes me a little worried that if Auburn gets into a scoring matchup with Ole Miss in a couple weeks, that Auburn won't be able to keep up with them. Yeah. Um, but I think Ole Miss is a sleeper in the SEC West, despite their uh, recent loss to Alabama, and I think. Ole Miss can make some noise here late in the season. Now, if you if you want to talk about teams who are joining the SEC in the future, Oklahoma, Texas, yeah. Red River shootout. That was <laughs> it was a it was a good game. Uh, it's made me now consider like it's it's made me think like uh, who is getting in the college football playoffs now? That's been on my mind now after watching that game because they'll play again. They will play yeah. again. So like. Does Texas get that win back? I don't know because I mean I know it was supposed to be a neutral site, but exactly. still, it's kind of Texas. Yeah, and I, I think it's always a fun matchup, and that was definitely one of the best ways any any college football fan could have imagined to finish the Red River rivalry in the Big Twelve era. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to move to the SEC. The SEC fans got a real glimpse at what could be coming in the in these next couple of years. Uh, with with the Sooners and the Longhorns moving over and joining, but I agree with you. I think Oklahoma and Texas are going to meet again. I think that they will meet in the Big Twelve Championship, and there's a chance Texas could avenge that loss. I I don't think Texas is out of the college football playoff right now, but I also think Oklahoma is now in a strong position that they can move back in, um, and, and I think I think those two teams are dangerous and you don't you yeah. don't want to be on the wrong side of either one of their hot streaks if one of them wins the national championship do we claim that as an sec championship no <laughs> no not yet uh, they they gotta stay in big 12 oh. land for as long as they're in there and we listen i I respect both teams i think it's going to be a i, I was very skeptical when the whole thing was announced when the whole mm-hmm. when the whole negotiation process started started panning out I was very skeptical, and I'm not saying I've changed my mind, but I think what we view now is that Texas and Oklahoma are going to cause some problems when they come to the SEC. But no, to answer your question, they we do not claim that as a national. It's, it's exactly like the Jalen Hurts situation yeah. with Alabama and Oklahoma. We're we're not claiming it, and they so now he technically will become an SEC. Quarterback yeah, again. Techni- technically, <laughs> like, we're 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 not about that's <laughs> we're not about the semantics right now. But yeah, it's with that you know that's a whole another topic with how college football is shaping up now. It's God. very interesting, you know. Pac twelve, just Ugh. it's insane that teams are gonna be playing. What's the Pac twelve? <laughs> I mean, Pac two now. Is I, mean, I know that's. Uh, it's, I think that's what Lee Corso said, right? I think that's what he said. I, and know, I was, can't keep up with all what he says now. Yeah, all the <laughs> but anyway, uh, I guess we can get into the matchups for this weekend. Yep. Starting off, we have Georgia at Vanderbilt. I, I don't think does okay. So it's <laughs> it's Georgia thirty one and a half. Georgia thirty one and a half against the line. Ah. I would expect them to cover. Yeah. Um, 
I see them. I, I see it just being. I think most people see it in a blowout. Mm-hmm. And for the, I mean, there there's going to be a few hopefuls who think Vandy's going to make this a close game. There's not a shot. Have they uh, finished their stadium yet? I have not. No, <laughs> no. They 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 had no hopes of finishing that stadium, and they have no hopes of a win <laughs> in this week's game. But um, I think Georgia's going to go in there and do what they do what they need to do. It's going to be a packed full of barking this weekend in Nashville, and. I think Brock Bowers and Carson Beck, they're just going to go in there and perform like they've always done. And I think Georgia wins this game. I can't give you an exact score prediction, yeah. but I say I say it's probably somewhere along the lines of a 37-point win for the Dogs. Yeah, I agree. The, I got to give Georgia on that one. I would probably need to seek help right now if I had said Vanderbilt. Yeah. But then we got Arkansas at number 11, Alabama. Alabama's 19 and a half points. Yeah, it's homecoming this weekend in Tuscaloosa and uh Alabama. Yeah, Arkansas. Arkansas. Arkansas is a weird team right now. They are coming off some disappointing they losses. They play well. They they just they, don't win. Yeah, they did it I hate to say this, but it feels like Auburn the, an Auburn-esque team in the past with weeks. an offense. Yeah, they they can't they they just haven't been able to finish games like they need to. They lost mm-hmm. to A&M. They lost to Ole Miss, obviously. Um, the LSU game was close. Yeah, that, it's just it's been it's been a season that Arkansas fans are wanting to forget right now. Yeah, because uh, I was going to say they lost to uh, Ole Miss by seven. And I want to say they also lost to LSU by like I think three. By three, or, they lost on a on a game winning field. So goal. Like, you take those. That's they go. Uh, I think they're what, two and four. But yeah, yeah that that t- that changes them completely around. Then. Exactly, and I I just I can't see them going into t- they've they've had some close games with Alabama in the past, um, so don't don't count them out exactly. But mm-hmm. do, do you have the line on that game? What it was? Uh, so Alabama's favored nineteen and a half, and then I, I if Alabama's favored by nineteen and a half, I would say they just barely cover. I think it's a three possession game. I think. Alabama's gonna it's not gonna be as much of a blowout as the Mississippi State game was for the tide but mm-hmm. I'm I'm saying Alabama's gonna win that one pretty handily in Tuscaloosa and send send all the uh alumni home that are coming back for homecoming uh happy yeah I, I definitely go Alabama on that one too just I don't I, I don't know like last week I felt like I said that yeah I feel like Alabama's back and it kind of does feel like that a bit but then it gets it's getting Texas A and M though because that's like a one of those teams. Yeah, I thought I thought that was a very interesting game last yeah. week. I think Alabama is definitely improving, and people need to watch out for Alabama coming down the stretch in the season. I'm not gonna say that they Until are Jordan Hare. Yeah, <laughs> that that's the thing. They they've got some tough matchups coming down the stretch, and I they they've got they've got LSU at home, which. I'm not. I'm not really thinking that LSU is going to win that game, but Alabama and LSU play in Tuscaloosa on November fourth, and then Alabama travels to Auburn in Jordan Hare. The Voodoo Magic is something that all Auburn fans know of, and Alabama is improving. Don't count them out, but also they've still got some struggles to work out. Yeah. Um, Offense. If their offense is clicking, that's that's when it's yeah. Jermaine Burton. That defense is star. Star wide receiver Jermaine Burton. Mm-hmm. I 
I think he's a dangerous weapon. Yeah, and he, if and he if got you going early, yeah. Well, I mean, because Texas A and M didn't play great coverage on him, they left mm-hmm. him in in man, and Jermaine just went down the field. They threw a deep ball, and he caught the ball. That see a see ball catch ball repeat. <laughs> that that's just how Alabama played. Yeah. Okay. Now this matchup, I'm torn because I know we have to do our pickums uh, for the office, but like, that's where I'm torn. I need a win in pickums. Uh, but Texas A&M at 19 yeah. in the nation, Ooh. Tennessee. Tennessee's favored by three. It's in Knoxville. It's just Tennessee. I don't I don't know what, they, how to believe in God, them God, Tennessee. Tennessee's obviously not as good as they were last year. Um, and we've, we've seen Texas A&M the last two weeks in some pretty – well, I say the last two weeks. The, the past – Two, I think it's two out of the past three weeks. They played against Auburn and Alabama. That that's what I'm trying to get at here. Mm-hmm. And Texas A&M has been in a position where they can do some damage, but only if then they're in the right circumstances. If their defense can get pressure, I think there's a possibility they can win the, win the game. Now Tennessee is favored by is they're, it's they, at Tennessee. Yeah, it's at, it's it's at Tennessee. Ten, the line's three and a half. Um, I'm taking Tennessee to cover only because it's in Knoxville. Yeah. And I just if it was in if it was in College Station, I would I'm my answer might change. Are but this is Knoxville. I, I'm going ball I'm going Rocky Top. <laughs> balls all the way in this game. It's a Two thirds. I mean, they, this is the first matchup for Tennessee and A and M since mm-hmm. I think it was like 2016, where it was a top 15 matchup in Kyle Field and Josh, and they went into overtime, and Texas A and M won that game to remain undefeated on the season. And I just think Tennessee gets the vengeance. These Vol fans have been waiting a long time for this game to come back up, and now they're finally getting their chance. And I think that Tennessee goes in there. And wins by two possessions. Yeah, uh, don't know about two possessions. I could see by a possession probably, but I mean, who knows? It, it's a weird year in college football. I'm, <laughs> but I'm right going with Tennessee as well. Uh, another tricky one. Well, I mean, there's two more. I would say, but but Florida at South Carolina. South Carolina's favored by two. Yeah, Florida's coming off a a win against Vandy. South Carolina coming they off got their a, win back. Yeah. Um, South Carolina is coming off a loss at, against Tennessee in Knoxville. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these are two, this is two teams that have a lot of questions right now raising in their programs. Florida's not what what anybody really wanted them to be. They're, I mean, but they are what we expected. South Carolina is having a down year. I'm just very slow. You said South Carolina is favored by mm-hmm. two and a half. Yeah, since it's at home. It's, it's at, at it's at home. See, South Carolina. It's 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 a di- it's a different. They're animal. a coin flip for how they're gonna play. It, like. They're they're a very bipolar team. You could. Mm-hmm. It depends on which South Carolina team you get, but I think that South Carolina is going to going to pull it out. It's. It's going to be a three-point game. It's going to be a three-point game, if anything. If if South Carolina wins, they're going to win by three. It's not going to be on a game-winning field goal either. It's just going to be Florida can't move their offense late, and South Carolina gets stopped. Yeah. Then, well, who am I going to go with? 
I want to pick Florida, but then Florida, they both, they're both teams that hurt. Like, they like when you can. I, I got to go. I'm going to stick with the home team, go South Carolina, Beamer Ball. That's, it's Beamer Ball, yeah. It, it's Beamer Ball. <laughs> that, that's, that's the way to put it right there. Yeah. Uh, then Missouri at number 24, Kentucky. It's in, it's in Lexington. Mm-hmm. Missouri, though, I think they've got a lot to look forward to. I think yeah. Missouri, I listen. I know the way that game ended was downright pitiful yeah, for pick six. for Mizzou. Yeah, a, a pick six that that was an awful throw. Um, I think Missouri can. I think Missouri's going to win this game. I think they're going to go on the road, and they're. I'm not saying they have this in the back. Convince me, Tyler, because I was leading Missouri. You might pull me that way too. Well, I feel like they're the better team. The only thing that's holding me off is it's at Kentucky. Yeah, and Kentucky's five and one, but this happens every year with Wildcat with the Wildcats. They they start well, Mm -hmm. they lose a game, and then it's just downhill. Missouri is on the rise right now. Okay, and I think buy their stock. I think the Tigers. Not necessarily have this in the bag. It's going to be a close game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty much like who stays in the top twenty-five because like if well, Missouri wins out. it. Missouri's, yeah, out, Missouri's out. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, but if they win this game, they get back in the top twenty-five. Now, and- Kentucky, Kentucky being favored by two and a half is. I mean, it's basically you're picking outright again at that point. Is yeah. who's going to win? Um, Missouri. Both teams are five and one. But I think I just think that Georgia game, the detrimental loss for Kentucky, that's that was just too much for them to handle. And I think Mark Stoops isn't that team is not in a good position right now to come in and do well mm-hmm. against Missouri. And I think that Missouri offense, they put up almost forty on LSU. Granted, that that LSU defense is not where it has been in the past few years, but I think Missouri comes in on the road and they beat the Wildcats and send them out of the top 25. Am I going to go... I am going to ride with you in Missouri. I got to get... Smart choice. I like what I've seen from them, you know, and I think they are a very underrated team in the SEC. Well, I mean, here, I mean, look at... They could could mess around, you know, a bit. If they they just find some footing. I mean, look at the facts here. They... Outside of their week two game against Middle Tennessee, mm-hmm. Missouri scored thirty or more in every single game. Um, they've all they've all pretty much been close games, but they have the offense to work. And I just I I think Missouri has that offensive power. And there don't if if there are any Missouri fans listening to this, don't get disappointed about what happened against LSU because your team has positive momentum going for them right now. Yeah, I, I hope they – I kind of just hope they do win just for the entertainment value of winning out into week uh, 10 when they play Georgia just to make that yep. matchup interesting, even though it's at Georgia again. Georgia kind of gets a little bailed out by that. Well, I mean, the game last year, Missouri almost beat yeah. Georgia in Como. Oh, yeah, that's uh, – because I, I think I was – yeah, was that, I think that's when we were playing uh, – because I was at – I think we're playing I forget LSU. What, yeah, I, I forget what game Auburn was playing I, that weekend. I think that was – was it LSU, I feel like? It may have been, but they, there was a lot of skepticism around Georgia after that game, and I think Missouri 
George is a, there. Listen, George is a little bit vulnerable right now. I, I know yeah. that's not coming from a lot of people. That's not being said by a lot of people. But I believe that Georgia is a little bit vulnerable, mm-hmm. and we saw that. You know, albeit again, albeit there is. Yeah, a, I feel like. See, I felt that way. Like I agree with you. I, yeah, I felt that way. But I feel like they've started to find their footing. Like it was just offense. If they just had an offense going, I feel like if they can keep this. Like well, offense. I also think that it's because it's in Athens. And yeah, it, that's true. That's you know, true. Missouri's going to try to make it close. It's going to be the sa- pretty much one of the same stories that Georgia's mm-hmm. had all season. They're going to start slow, and Missouri's going to – they're I mean, they're going to make it close, but Georgia will win that game later in the season. But back to what we were talking about, I think Missouri has what the offensive firepower to take this into Lexington and come out with a, with a big road win in the East. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, I guess to close this out, the game that we've already been talking about. Man, Auburn at number twenty-two in the nation, LSU. I'm 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 gonna take a little bit of a moment here. I'm a little sad right now because this is the last annual Tiger Bowl that we're experiencing <laughs> with the SEC schedule having come out for next year. Auburn's not playing LSU. Yeah, a lot of fans are disappointed about that. But now you got now you got the game. The game's the game has arrived now, mm. and this is a tough stretch. They, they, it's a tough stretch for Auburn. It is a tough stretch, and I think this this is a no matter what people say, this is a marquee matchup. Mm-hmm. It's it's in Death Valley. It's always weird. It's at night. This is a six o'clock game in Death Valley. It's gonna get dark. Get loud. Stuff is gonna happen. Now, I'm I'm gonna roll a few stats just to before I I'm gonna I'm gonna dramatize this a little bit. So I said I said it's the final annual Tiger Bowl. Auburn last time they came to Death Valley won the game. 24 to 19, some Bo Nix magic. He, as a lot of people said back then, he was just having fun. Mm-hmm. And Bo Nix came in there and pulled that game out. Now, LSU won the last game in 2022 uh, in Jordan Hare. And there were, it's a bit, it was a close game, like always. In fact, six out of the last seven games in this series have been decided by one possession. Yeah. And. I can see it going the same way again. Now, the the real question is, who is going to win between LSU's offense and Auburn's defense? Because Auburn's defense is on a high right now, and they're allowing 18.2 points per game at this point in time. LSU's offense is very powerful, mm-hmm. and they've got a lot of weapons, like I've like I've been saying, they LSU's offense is averaging 548.3 yards a game. That's scary if you're <laughs> if you're an opposing defense. That but like I said earlier, their defense is not up to what they've usually been. They're allowing 445.7 yards per game, which is a little concerning if you're an LSU fan. And Auburn's defense, but Auburn's defense, oh, sorry, not their defense, their offense has not been as explosive. We've been talking about this for the entire start of the season. They just have not looked impressive. And they're going to have to look impressive if they want to win this game. I think that's pretty big. Now, LSU has 
has had a little a, a few injury concerns the last few weeks. Um, big thing is that center Charles Turner it was not a hundred has not been a hundred percent lately. He's probable for the game. He's listed as probable. But if he's if he doesn't somehow end up being at 100% strength, that could prove a big hole in LSU's offensive line that Auburn's defensive front can get through to get to Jaden Daniels. Now, Jaden Daniels, on the other hand, did suffer a rib injury against Missouri mm-hmm. last week. And now he's he's back full. He's, he's full go for this game against Auburn. Will he be limited? Doubt it. Brian Kelly's not going to take that chance. He's yeah. not going to limit Jaden Daniels' running ability. Um, Auburn has some injury concerns right now. Um, Damari Alston is hopeful to be back for the game, and so as well as Javarius Johnson. We said Austin Keys and Keontae Scott will not be there on the defensive side. Is Auburn's running game going to be able to exploit any holes in this LSU defense and that's that's what I think could get Auburn some momentum in this game if their running game can get going they can do some damage and now granted they're one they're kind of one-dimensional right now Auburn's passing game isn't making isn't doing anything to make up for what their running game is providing yeah but this is Tiger Stadium we're talking about it's going to get loud. Things are going to happen. And unfortunately for Auburn fans. Hey, I, the Tigers are going to win. Hey, the, yeah, the Tigers are going to win no matter you know, what. So. But I hate to say it for Auburn fans, I think LSU is going to pull this one out. Yeah. It's this, it, but it is going to be, it's going to be a 10-point game. LSU is going to pull away late. Jane Daniels is going to, make some magic on with his legs and I think LSU will pull this out in in Tiger Stadium the last annual Tiger Bowl LSU's favored by 11 and a half so I'm picking Auburn against the spread but I'm picking LSU win loss um yeah I, it's it's just, it's it's just a tough game to pick, and all of these games have been tough only because, like I said, six out of the last seven have been decided by one possession. Yeah, I gotta go LSU. It, I agree. It does it is a painful thing to, you know? I I'm very hopeful of this program. I'm very um, excited for honestly the next few years. See how where we will be. Um, maybe I feel probably more pessimistic. Uh, today more than usual, just because I had to watch the Packers get beat. And that the that was great. unfortunate. But uh, besides that, yeah, I think LSU does win this game. I feel like what my feeling is is that this is again me being pessimistic. Is because I was pes- very pessimistic with the Georgia game. We played a lot better than than what I expected. I could see this being exactly like the Texas A&M game, pretty much, just where we just get just yeah. being handled like where we're not really in the game where we're just just fighting to stay I mean afloat. what I mean so there there's a part of it I mean you said like the A&M game but if we do win this this is huge going I, into I mean, Ole Miss it, it is huge week, because because Auburn has the chance here to win two straight in mm-hmm. Death Valley before 2021 they hadn't won since 1999 yeah Auburn has the chance to go in there 
really under Auburn's sake to make history. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's possible. But like you said, the A and M game, Auburn, Auburn just does not play well away from Jordan Hare Stadium. Yeah, and we saw in that A and M game, A and M had only scored six points going into halftime. So I think it could be a slow start. But I just don't think Auburn's offense is well trained enough to be able to go in there and pull it out late. We, I mean, mm-hmm. Georgia was a different story. It was it was at home in front of a ruckus crowd. It's going to be a ruckus crowd. It's just going to be in purple and gold. Yeah. Um, and I, I just, unfortunately for Auburn fans, I think LSU will pull this out. I think it's going to be a good game, though. I think it's a 10-point a 10 LSU win. I'm expecting... LSU to score some points. I might be overreacting a little bit here, but I think it's going to be a 31-21 game okay. uh, in favor of the Bayou Bengals. And that that's my final score prediction on this. <laughs> that's what you got. Yeah. Well, that does it uh, uh, for us today. Thank you for joining me, Tyler. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, please like and subscribe to the podcast, and thank you for listening.